Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. That is one big pile of shit. Get your facts straight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Silver Emotion Podcast. Brought to you by SilverEmotion.com. They didn't name him the Bronze Surfer. They didn't name him the Golden Surfer. They called him the Silver Surfer. SilverEmotion.com. I see you back in the shit. Everybody, welcome uh, to another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. <laughs> Not the Golden Emotion Podcast. No, no. Uh, it's the uh, Silver Emotion, just like Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, my name is Will. I'm your host. And uh, with me, as always, Stephen. Hello. Howdy. Uh, here we are, once again, doing a podcast. And uh, today, today's podcast, we're looking at, this is the first Shaw Brothers movie that we've done uh, between us. Is it, we've done a few other Hong Kong ones, but I guess not Shaw Brothers. Yeah, we've done some Hong Kong stuff, but never Shaw Brothers. Um, you watched some Shaw Brothers just yeah, on I, the side. Yeah, I think I saw a couple, yeah. But uh, never on the podcast did we okay. talk about Shaw Brothers. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure I mentioned it at some point, but... Had to have come up, not directly from... about a movie, right? Anyway, so uh, we're we're uh, rolling it all the way back. <laughs> well, not all the way back, but almost all the way back to the beginning of Shaw Brothers' uh, color wuxia output. They started in '65. This movie is 1967. It is the Thundering Sword, directed by oh fuck, uh, what the guys. It's uh, Hu's Cheng Hung or something like that. Fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I was I was doing good. I had I was on a roll. And and then then the mind fart. And oh, just... Yeah, Su Sang Hung is the guy's name, and uh, he directed this one. He also directed Shaw Brothers' first color wuxia uh, picture, Temple of the Red Lotus. Uh, he made the uh, the whole trilogy of that, and he made a few other Shaw Brothers wuxias before going independent in the, I don't know, early 70s, probably. Hmm. Um, so, where to start with this movie? This movie is, uh, it starts, it stars, I should say, it stars <laughs> Cheng Pepe, who is the... Um, the first major female star of action film in in this era. Hmm. There are there are female martial arts stars before this, but um, for the color, what I think of as the modern era, <laughs> like sixties to now, because um, she's the the first star, and this is the first movie after. Her big breakout movie, Come Drink With Me. Oh. 
So this came out about a year later, but it's her first starring movie since then. Um, trying to place it historically. One Armed Swordsman came out about two months after this movie. Oh, okay. And so is, is that about because the, there's the one armed dude in this? There is. Is that the, supposed to be the same character or is it just no. random? Okay. Completely different person. Um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Coincidentally, a guy with no arm. Coincidentally, yeah. One armed guy. I feel like one armed guys kind of show up uh, throughout Wusha. But uh, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't think of any others. But that's okay. So anyway, Come, come Drink With Me and One Armed Swordsman are the two movies that defined uh, the color modern era of Wuxia. And everything else kind of uh, conforms to those styles after those movies, kind of. Uh, but this movie does not. This movie is on its own sort of little island. Um, the the Su Sang Hung Island. <laughs> he has a very kind of weird style, and this movie is one of those. So, um, you wanted to see an early Wuxia. You wanted to roll it back. Yeah, I wanted to see what things were like back in the past. And yeah, how it uh, kind of started the ball rolling. Yeah, and this is um it, it's a it's a good example of how they used to be. It's not a, a, a great example of Usha, but it is a good example of how uh, a lot of the movies at the time were mm -hmm. um in terms of just the way they approach action and fantasy and things like that. Right, right. Yeah, it's a very low fantasy level going on. The, yes, yes, but that's funny because when I watched it this time, I was just like, "Wow, there's a lot more fantasy in this than I like remember." <laughs> like, there's a, there's like way more um, subtle little things, and yeah, it's so like, it's all tiny little stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like, all very small. Yeah, like, like there's one part where the guy like jumps across the room or something, and it's just like, "Oh, well, there's your little wusha jump." And yeah, it was like, "Oh, I guess that's the only one." <laughs> Maybe there was a, another there was, or something. There but... was a few jumps, and then there was a, a couple of moments of of what was wire work at the time, which mm -hmm. was basically just swinging <laughs> from a wire. <laughs> Um, the first ever wire work was just like, um, like a year before, two years before this. Oh, wow. There's a, there's an independent movie called the Jade Bow, and that's the first movie to ever have wuxia, uh, wu uh, wire work. And the two guys that choreographed that got then hired by the Shaw brothers to do choreography and wire work on Temple of the Red Lotus and those two guys continued uh, as great choreographers throughout the rest of Shaw Brothers' time. Uh, they are Teng Cha and Lau Kar Lung, both of who have little cameo roles in this movie and so they don't credit action choreographers at this point in time. Right. But because they're there as extras means they were also doing stunt work, so they were probably 
doing choreography on this movie? Hmm. Uh, not that it matters because you can't tell any sort of style or anything. Yeah, it's kind of <clears throat> the action's pretty basic. It's just yeah, it's not quite a a back and forth kind of martial arts extravaganza. But not at all. No, and and uh, what I really noticed about the fights was because I expected the choreography because I'm familiar with how it was. Right. But just the the fucking the lack of sound effects, like like the the lack of um a full range of sound effects. I don't know how to describe it. It's like um they're all shot silent, so like you gotta add everything. Mm. And it seemed like they only added half the sounds that they normally do. And so it really was like, whoa, holy shit. <laughs> What's going on? It sounded so strange to me. Just the fights were just like, wow, they really like under sound affected these fights. <laughs> Jesus. Um, But yeah, I mean, you probably didn't notice stuff like that. No, no, little detail work like that was kind of beyond me as my, my first dip into the into the older, old yeah uh, dawning era of wuxia here <laughs> yeah so there are wuxias before this but i like to think of this as the modern era just because everything that comes after it like up to now in some way like stems back from the work that began when shaw brothers started doing wuxia like the wirework stuff and hmm. all of that shit started here and then progressed into you know the wild uh fantasy of things like kung fu cult master and and yeah. beyond <laughs> so uh yeah, just in general uh how many times did you fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> no, no i i enjoyed it you enjoyed I, it I, all right yeah. it was uh more of a like a opera kind of a thing like not in terms but like a thinking like more of a like a drama kind of thing like it's about yeah. this just kind of like a shakespearean tragedy almost is it, yeah what for it sure feels like like it's uh it's so it's it's a bit less action emphasis and more on the relationship yeah uh to an extent i guess not not that it really goes into their relationship per se, more right. struggles. They don't the... go deep, yeah, but it's it is the focus. Yeah, it's, and it's like the the emotion rather than the activity that gets the center yeah. focus of the film. Yeah, all of these movies <clears throat> are all kind of melodramatic and this <laughs> goes pretty hard <laughs> in that direction at times. Yeah, there were there were times where thinking, oh, Romeo and Juliet, where they're just like love at first sight kind of a thing, and right. then they're just obsessed with each other for yeah the rest of the film, whatever else is going on. But. Yeah, it's it struck me as like she was obsessed, and he seemed like he was just kind of doing his thing <laughs> for most. Of, I yeah, don't know. Like halfway through, he was just suddenly like, oh well, I'm on board. Let's do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like marriage. Let's go. <laughs> but there there was there was something that i thought like i expected the other girl to kind of become the villain yeah um because there's there's a line fairly early on where 
before he knows who she is as this or like right when he finds out or something that she's this house of the centipede like yeah. poison using whatever and he talks to her and he's he's saying that oh it, it, like it if you're from like this corrupt house that doesn't make you evil if you're from this good house that doesn't make you good there you know it, it's what's in your heart and so i was expecting there to be like she's clearly this this noble person who was raised in this evil environment yeah. and kind of realizes that the problems going on and i thought there was going to be the, the other girl was going to be the opposite the the one who was right. corrupt inside of this and she kind of plays that role she starts to yeah but it doesn't really like take it full on yeah so much and so i was expecting it to develop that a little more than it did but mm. oh well, what can you do yeah, and we can go and reshoot the movie. You can't you know? do much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's go back and, you know, re rewrite it and <laughs> <laughs> restore Shaw Brothers studio to its former glory to reshoot <laughs> this, this this one movie that Yeah. <laughs> just just to slightly emphasize the theme more. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Get time machine going to say, "Hey, script needs work <laughs> but, so <clears throat> that was the theme that i was looking for through the through the movie that jumped out at me said oh i think that's going to be important and didn't wind up as important as i anticipated but you're okay with that yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm not angry at it or anything. yeah it's just the film was doing its thing you overall enjoyed it yeah so yeah it didn't so. hinder that much no it didn't hinder anything it was it was unexpected the way things went i wasn't i wasn't going into it thinking a, it would be a tragedy that this yeah so. yeah when i saw it this time i mean i reviewed it at the it's the very early so i <laughs> did it at the very beginning of my shaw brother series so i mean that's like seven years ago at this Ooh. point so <laughs> so i really didn't remember anything about this one other than i kind of thought it was okay <laughs> and uh, i liked it more this time for sure but and then as it went on i was like oh yeah this is that romeo and juliet one yeah it was uh like the house of the centipede yeah just centipedes just all over it just red yeah. centipede decor like for sure that was heck? awesome yeah. <laughs> like, all these look like the secret door just like there, there was like oh we gotta pull this lever then go over here and do this and do then oh now this door swings up <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> the freaking bat cave in there or something yeah in these early ones there's a lot of stuff like that where there's hidden doors and traps and all kinds of like because there there's that room that the that that low leg goes into where um like the, the oh, yeah, skeletons the, the, the there with the yeah, yeah with yeah. with the sword, the sword and stuff yeah. and then the shit all starts to like the skeleton goes down and it all closes up and the spikes come out of the wall and yeah shit. i was thinking oh crap freaking indiana jones in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly like grave robin and ancient yeah. relics and traps and yeah there's a lot of stuff like that in early wuxia because they obviously don't have the level of special effects to do like flying and real like 
magical things like they could do later. So it's uh, kind of more low-key right. things that they could do, set design and stuff like that. There's not a lot of action in this. Not really, not a lot, but it felt like there was enough. Like it was, it was what the plot required for action. I guess it was. Yeah, you know, the, it, yeah. it didn't seem like it. It wasn't doing what it needed to do to get the story told. Yeah, no, it it that is true. <laughs> Personally, I would like more, but. But that's beside the point. Yes, it's uh, it's doing what it needs to do. Yeah, I, I don't feel like more would have uh, served the story per se. It might have just been more adrenaline pumping, but it, right, right. it wasn't going to enhance the story it was trying to tell. So, yeah, I was. Yeah, that's just that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes <laughs> <laughs> for me. <laughs> I mean, it would have been fun to have some more just random people <laughs> just stabbing each other and stuff. But That's the thing, though. Yeah, like I say, I want more action. But then at the same time, it's like I don't really care about this era of action anyways. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm wanting, you know. I don't know. I was surprised about, like, all the the people in this movie that, that are in, like... Years and years of Shaw Brothers movies and just how young they look. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, they're just babies. <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, wow, look at that guy. <laughs> and it's really not that long. I mean, I'm in 76 right now, so it's not even 10 years later. And they all like look so much younger. It's crazy. I don't know. Wow. It really surprised me. <laughs> Go back and mind blown. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird going back. Um, so this movie has a bit of an interesting uh, connection to to other things that we have done, hmm. and it, which is very uh, fortuitous given the way that we chose this movie. <laughs> it was practically at random. Yeah, I just read off a <clears throat> bunch of old movie titles and you picked this one <laughs> it's like oh thundering sword that sounds cool let's do that <laughs> right and so um this movie was based very loosely on a part of the wuxia novel heaven sword and dragon saber which is also the the book that is the basis for kung fu cult master oh okay um this specific movie was also remade in 1976 called The Web of Death. <laughs> but I have not gotten there yet. I'll be there in a, in a few weeks. Oh. Um, probably in a, I don't know, month and month or so. Um, so I haven't seen that one, so I can't comment on that. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the relation to Kung Fu Cult Master, I don't know if you how much you remember about the the intro <laughs> that intro there, uh information dump there of that was movie. a big info dump in that one of just stuff about two swords yeah like, destined to fight each other kind of thing and people would be fighting over them and yeah so this yeah, movie the... thundering sword is not like they changed everybody's name and so it's it's not like an official adaptation 
but um, you probably will remember that the parents of Jet Li, the main characters, his parents were like from opposite uh, right, groups, right. and then they kind of came together like a Romeo and Juliet sort of thing. And it was just a very brief thing that was in the intro. And so yeah. that yeah. is like where they, uh, that part of the book is where they made this movie from. Hmm. So if you wanted to, I mean, the way this movie ends doesn't really coincide. You, with, you can't really uh, get the sequel right. out of that that they got. But yeah, I, I can see the the similarities there. And I think I was kind of just no, kind of maybe subconsciously noticing. I was just, oh, this is just something that happens in Kung Fu movies. Sure. Yeah. And just kind of just seemed like it was just a kind of a typical thing. But I guess it's... Uh, they're both drawn from the same book, then it, yeah. they are going to wind up being kind of similar, of course. Yeah, and so I thought it was interesting that you just randomly picked this, and then it happened to be based on the thing that we watched yeah. uh, earlier. So you you get a good sense of like uh, where Wuxia started, and then roughly 25 years later <laughs> comes Kolt, Kung Fu Cult Master, and like the the amount of change technologically and just right, special right. effects and all that stuff that is uh choreography and everything like the <laughs> it's a pretty wide gap between yeah, they're, the they're two pretty different films yeah so it's um i don't know that i have any real point <laughs> but like <laughs> just uh it's a good illustration of just how far the genre moves um and fairly quickly, I don't know. I guess twenty five years isn't isn't fast, but yeah. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, film itself has been around for what hundred fifty years, maybe. No, maybe. not that much. Like yeah, hundred and twenty, thirty, maybe something like that. Yeah. So it's a big chunk of big percentage i guess, I guess of the, it is i guess it is yeah. the history of film that's a pretty big chunk hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i have a moment of silence for yeah, for for the, the 25 years 25 years sword and cult master <laughs> <laughs> respect <laughs> to all the choreographers and directors and actors that Worked in those twenty five years to forward the genre, yeah. <laughs> make it more crazy and insane, and have people bursting out of the sands and yeah, <laughs> shooting things out of the swords. And <laughs> well, and that's the thing; like the the genre itself was always crazy like that, but they just didn't have the means at this time. So, right, right, they 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 find ways to insert um like at the very beginning of the movie like the first scene you have the three oh yeah yeah with the like they toss the coins yeah and they, like embed in the ground right. or something so they, like, like chops them in half there's this yeah so like immediately you learn like wow this guy 
he's he's has a level of kung fu where he can throw sword throw coins and they come down embed in the ground and form a character but then like okay that's amazing but then the girl is like yeah but it's the wrong character <laughs> and he's like yeah, i know i gotta work on it <laughs> and then the other guy slices him and you're thinking jesus you know just like immediately you see how powerful they are and that's kind right. of like i like how they do stuff like that in old wuxia movies but at the same time it's a way to where they don't have to show like super grand feats of uh fantasy right or right. fighting or anything they can like get it across like really quickly mm -hmm. and so uh and you have a scene like that and i guess that's that is kind of fantasy. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like I see it and I don't think of it as fantasy per se. It's just like, oh, this guy's really skilled. He's doing shit that okay. nobody else could do. And I guess it it is fantasy. It's something beyond what anyone ever really could. Yes. But <laughs> it, ju it just feels like that wasn't magic. It was just this guy's badass. Yeah, but I feel like the the that's the whole thing about wuxia is there. I don't know that there's actually any magic. It's always related to training, and it's always related to like this guy's so badass he can shoot fucking silk out of his hands, and <laughs> like this guy's so badass that he breathes fire, and like all this crazy shit like that. I mean, and so it's always related to skill. So so when I say that I was surprised about how much fantasy there was. It was like those little things like yeah, the embedding yeah. of the coins and stuff like that. Cause I don't really remember any of that stuff until like maybe a little bit later in the, I don't know. There's stuff like that in come drink with me though. So I don't know what I'm saying, <laughs> but I just don't remember it in like these lesser known movies hmm. to the level that I saw it here. Yeah. I I will say the moment of that that I really enjoyed was when um the one main chick sits down in the chair and just like breaks the yeah, tiles and yeah. just like just sitting there and just, like, like she didn't even move. <laughs> yeah. Like whoa, her kung fu is good. It's fucking badass. Yeah, <laughs> I love shit like that. It's just very subtle and and just communicates a lot. Yeah. It. It kind of made me uh, realize that when they're saying kung fu, they often like they have like a conversation about it, even where the guy's like, yeah. we, we use our kung fu to heal and to do the and it's like, OK, like kung fu is not just like fighting. It's no, it's very much more than that. Yeah, it's pretty much anything that requires skill, it seems is. Yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, yeah, it's uh, kung fu itself the the it's just like a a broad term for like all chinese martial arts it's not it's not like like if you learn taekwondo it is one specific type of martial arts that comes from korea right if you learn karate same thing comes from japan they all at some point started with kung fu though like <laughs> they all like branched off of chinese martial arts right but kung fu itself is just a blanket term for 
tons and tons of different styles and arts and things like that. Yeah, um, I think that that's what uh, kind of surprised me. I'd always thought of it as like a fighting technique. Yeah, that's and just one. Even even within each like each type, kung fu is always about training mind and body it's always like a dual thing it's not just fighting like mm-hmm. you're not if you're if you're using your kung fu correctly theoretically you wouldn't be fighting you would be like doing something good with it like you're mm-hmm. not going to go and you're only going to use it in self defense things like that mm-hmm. so it's sort of more like a life coaching and like I don't know how it's a it's a whole fucking philosophy for everything. Yeah, I think that's what uh that's what I I guess I learned from this movie is yeah. it's it's more than just punching and kicking and Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. And I don't know how much other martial arts like karate or taekwondo or I don't know how much of that bleeds into those martial arts i don't i usually see those as just more as fighting arts but i don't know a lot about them so yeah i'm not sure but uh, yeah that's why you get uh movies where kung fu is sort of mashed together with something sports related like the uh Shaolin soccer the Stephen Chow movie or there's a there's a movie called Kung Fu Dunk <laughs> that's all about basketball I saw the trailer for that today because I was watching something else and it's all like fucking crazy wire work basketball <laughs> it looked fucking awesome wow <laughs> and uh so yeah it, it can basically be uh, any kind of skill there's a Kung Fu Chef movie, multiple Kung Fu Chef movies, actually, uh, that I can think of. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Kung Fu of calligraphy. Yeah, it's just literally everything. Hmm. It's a... Uh, and then there's Ron Mahaff, which does the opposite. It takes everything and turns it into fighting so that you're fighting with teacups and, and you're yeah, fighting yeah. with ice skates and all these different random things that... <laughs> That's true, yeah. So it, it kind of just inverses that whole formula and, and instead of kung fu being applied to everything, just everything gets sucked into the combat component <laughs> of <laughs> Yeah, and, and it makes sense in, in that specific case because it is uh, kind of a broad action comedy sort of thing. Right. It's not <clears throat> trying to like dive into the philosophy or anything of martial arts. Right, it's just being fun yeah it's like let's have fun what goofy crap can we do now right right you know, but. so yeah well that's a good lesson to learn from from uh this movie with the uh that kung fu is more than just fighting yeah that's a very basic uh thing about kung fu and it's yeah. good to know yeah had to, had to run into that in some movie somewhere yeah i wish i i mean i feel uh I feel like I should have more to say about that because I I'm I'm all about that. Like I love the philosophy of martial arts and and the Chinese martial arts specifically and how how it's 
about like becoming like a better person and you know it's it's so much more than than fighting it's like physical fitness and mental fitness and spiritual fitness and just like mm -hmm. the whole being it, it trains everything and that's where the ideas of like like well if you train everything then why couldn't you do like superhuman shit and that's where like the wuxia stuff comes out of where like oh this guy can control his breath to the point of you know blowing like the wind <laughs> you know and knocking people over and shit or you know this guy's so good with the sword he can uh like in this movie where he fucking slices the he does some shit with his sword and then the guy hits the the side of the mountain and it fucking <laughs> comes off and there's all this writing yeah that yeah this that dude scene did was... like <clears throat> with his sword through the fucking top of the rock <laughs> yeah that was pretty crazy and so, yeah so like you get all these yeah, uh, that scene i don't think i quite understood as i was watching i was just like okay i don't know what the hell just happened but so somebody carved shit in a mountainside i don't know <laughs> yeah well yeah it's supposed to be it was supposed to be that guy like as he was swinging his Dancing sword around, around and, and and then the other guy to just sort of reveals yeah it. to show his skill to the other guy <laughs> and uh i feel like because they don't subtitle that stuff in in these shaw brothers movies for the most part and it's always been a, a sore spot for me because it might have depending on what it said on the rock that he carved it might have revealed something that like he was it was a message to that guy or right some right. sort of thing where it was clear that he wrote it because otherwise it would be like well maybe it was just always there and you just have yeah to yeah kind of i kind of had a feeling that it was what the guy was singing in that whole song as he was dancing around uh -huh. with the sword like that was just oh, okay, the lyrics yeah. that's just my assumption of it i mean that's a good assumption and that would then be like, oh, and I, I, I was kind of seeing it as like he was able to read the words that were already back there that you oh, couldn't okay. see, and that he just he could tell what they were, and then the big guy was like, oh, that's this crap right here that you were you were able to read that. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. Fucking kung fu X-ray eyes. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well. Well. In that case, I like not knowing, and I just uh, now I'll think of it as X-ray eyes guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? I, I was I was a little uh, confused on that scene. I think if there's a problem with this movie, it's that transitions and things are sometimes kind of confusing and awkward. And you think so? Yeah. There there were a few moments where it was just. There was um, the one guy who gets tied up by the bandits. I guess they're not really bandits. The the other guy who's searching for the sword and the villain guy, I guess. Um, okay. When because she she injures the guy, he's poisoned. Yeah. Then they escort him back, and they get ambushed by him. yeah. And they they have this whole thing where they're torturing him, and they tie him up on a tree, and then they leave, and then like two seconds later like these other guys walk up and i was like oh did the bandits come back where they like i hadn't recognized the scene shift that was a weird 
Yeah, that and was a weird. Those those cuts didn't really match because they tied up. That's Lole, that character. That's that's yeah. the actor's name. Okay. He's the guy that uh, we mentioned in the last podcast. Who um, uh, we were talking. You were talking about there was an actor for Pai Mei that mm, right. Tarantino okay, had wanted, yeah, yeah. and I mentioned maybe it was Lole because uh, he played Pai Mei, and then in in the interim. I kind of researched that because I was interested. I, I'd never heard that story. And um, Lole died in 2002. So right around uh, the time of Kill Bill coming mm-hmm. out and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently in Tarantino's original script, I couldn't find anything related to like they wanted Lole or anything. But in his script, it says like he's like Pai Mei and he's got to look specifically like how Lole looks in Executors, Executioners from Shaolin and Clan of the White Lotus. Okay. So he's in, you know, is definitely like it inspired was, by his right, was, uh, version of the character. But that, yeah, that was the model of it at any rate. Right. So, but, but he was dying at that time. So it fits with your story. Yeah. Yeah. That I you heard. To, yeah. I want to say that was just to like some bonus dvd feature on the kill bill dvd yeah from uh from whatever probably just interviewing tarantino and talking about that so. yeah probably something like that anyway so they tied up lole the 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 band the bad guy um and i don't remember specifically but they tied him up it was one shot and then it was like they cut <laughs> they cut and it was like a shifted angle where he's still tied up, and then now he's in front of their school, like he's in front of his house, basically. <laughs> and and I also was just like, "Oh shit! I didn't know that they were right there in front of the house." <laughs> Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> and so yeah, that's definitely a, yeah. There, like there a were continuity weirdness. Th- there were a couple just weird little moments like that where I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, what was going on? I can't remember if they. I'm pretty sure that when they tied him up, it was inside. It was on one of their outdoor sets inside the soundstage. And then Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure that the next cut, they were outside. But I could be wrong on that. Um, And so that usually will cause uh, weird weirdness because it's usually fairly obvious that they're inside or outside depending on the, the case. Mm-hmm. Did you have any problems with the the indoor sets or anything? Nah. Just, I, it's an old movie. I'm right. not going to be like, eh, it's old. Like, like whatever. It's yeah. Set. I, right. I enjoy them myself. There's a building there. You, they're climbing up the walls of it or hopping over the... <laughs> <laughs> I really like the elaborate ones. Like... um at the la- the last shot of the movie it's like a this big um like the top of a mountain or something and it's in the clouds and oh yeah 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 it's was... like wow <laughs> they did a lot of stuff specifically at that time on sets like that and it was always like right in my heart <laughs> <laughs> i love those yeah i think the other thing that kind of threw me was when um the girl dresses up as the guy and disguises herself as you was his name. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then she goes and fights with the. Yeah, the when they first did that, I was, it took me a little while to figure out that oh, she's just 
dressing up this is the same woman she's yeah the same character she's just dressing up as this other guy and that wasn't quite clear to me either okay at first it like like eventually sorted it out but it was kind of like wait what what who what now <laughs> what's going on now why is this happening <laughs> yeah that's yeah that is that is that's kind of a, a lot of the movies are like that though um especially i don't want to say a lot of them but but the ones from this director <laughs> i don't find him to be the most uh skillful in in communicating story and stuff like that like i don't know like he doesn't i don't know <laughs> i'm lost but i I've, i feel like it could have uh he's not like a lost gem he he had his career path that sort of just started high with the Shaw brothers and then sort of went downhill mm -hmm. after he left them. Um, and I feel like, yeah, cause he wasn't that good. Like he, he's part of martial arts history, but yet, you know, yeah, it's, it's, he's all right. <laughs> and I feel bad. I mean, you know, he's probably a nice guy, but what can I do? You know, it's, yeah, it's my, it's, uh... my feelings. Yeah, it's it. It could have been improved a bit, but I mean, it was it was enjoyable. It was fun. Because and originally I had wanted to show you "Come Drink with Me," but I was I don't have it on on disc, so we ended up with this one. And when I was watching it, I thought, you know, it's probably better <laughs> to see something like this, and then to see one of the ones that's like the defining thing so you can kind of get an idea of like this is what like thundering sword is basically what the average level movie is and a lot mm -hmm. most of the shaw brothers stuff at this time was like at this kind of level mm -hmm. some a little better some a little worse but this is you know right in the middle and whereas like come drink with me and one-armed swordsman are like way better they stand the test of time they are like great movies um well i mean in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> they are i mean if we watch them you may disagree but i think it's good to have some kind of a basis before you see the greatness or whatever yeah because yeah. then otherwise you know you could be like, I don't know, this movie's kind of shitty. Come drink with me, whatever. And then you see this one and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess in, in general, I think it's good to have uh, examples from both good and bad. But yeah, that's my yeah, style. Gives you the... I like the low budget, the good, you know, the yeah, art the... movies, everything. So you can give you a taste of it all. Yeah, a wide range of the spectrum. You know, like uh, when you started anime, you just were fed good stuff. Yeah, kind of took me by surprise yeah. when, I, when I first found bad you anime. I was saw like, your what first the fuck bad is anime. This? I'm like, what, what happened, anime? Your what, whole what world crumbled. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, what do you mean it's boring how could it be boring 
anime isn't boring. <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know at the time. But... I don't think I took any notes. Did you take any notes? No. I'm not good at taking notes. You're not a note taker? No, I, I never took notes through all of school. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? Never, never, <laughs> never. Once. And I think I tried, if, like, whenever I'd try, it was, I don't know, I got a one-track mind, I guess. Yeah. So, if I'm taking notes, that means I'm paying attention to the notes and not what the teacher's saying, which means I'm oh, not okay. writing down what the teacher's saying, <laughs> so it just turns into, <laughs> so it kind of becomes useless. Wow, and, yeah. And yeah, that that would yeah. I I just did better if I just actually paid attention to what he was saying rather than okay. trying to write it down and Wow. Look at that. So I guess I'm pretty weird on that. I, most people don't seem to do that, so I don't know that you're weird, but uh it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't used to take notes and then um I started because I realized when I was writing the reviews, it was just like, I don't know, I need <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I would notice like a few days after I wrote the review, I would be like, oh, yeah, that fucking thing. I wanted to talk about that. I totally forgot about that. And so now with the notes, it helps. But uh, if you don't need notes, hey, you're one step up. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, <clears throat> just wait for the old age to kick in, and uh, yeah, then, you're so then I just forget everything. And like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like I watched the movie five minutes ago. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. Then we got to do running commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why there's so many of those on YouTube of uh, like video game. Just people do that, really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess, yeah. I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but it just seems, I don't know, it seems weird. Yeah, but that's YouTube, so. Yeah, I don't know. I guess podcasts seem weird, like if I was uh, told the idea 15 years ago. All right, we're just going to weird. Say- There'll be a couple guys in a room and they're just going to uh, yeah. be talking about shit for an hour. I'm like, okay, weird. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh. <laughs> That'll never work. <laughs> it's like, it's never going to catch on. Nobody's going to sit there for that. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, you know what? Uh, we got a feedback. Oh. And I, I just remembered. So I don't know if you want to do it now, but but uh, just keep it in the back of my head. Or you, or we can do it now. Yeah, why not? We seem to be at the tangent break break of the episode. All right, so <clears throat> it's a very short feedback, <coughs> but it's also um, a feedback that uh, offers a conundrum. Hmm. Puzzler, is it? So, uh, reader of the site listener of the podcast (laughs) nick sends us this comment he says four words being john malkovich end of feedback (laughs) hmm 
I know it's a movie. It is a movie. I've never seen it, so. I've seen it. It's been a very very long time. Um, so what I don't know is if he is uh, attempting to request that we do a podcast on that. It could be. It is a commentary of something we were doing was similar to that movie. That could be. The thing that gets me is that being John Malkovich is three words. Yeah, it's not four words. <laughs> I was I was wondering whether when you said four words, I was wondering if that was your description of no, his that feedback, was, that was, or that was part of the. That's feedback. the beginning okay. of the feedback. Okay. Four words: <laughs> being John Malkovich and feedback. And so, it's three words. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If you count uh, four words, that's five words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that is definitely a conundrum. I feel like you did it on purpose too. Yeah, maybe just, <laughs> just to fuck with our heads. Yes, yes. I feel like that was very, uh, very deliberate. So I don't know. I mean, I guess he's requesting being John Malkovich. I also he he left the the comment on um, the Dark Crystal, and. Hmm. That's not something I would immediately compare to John Malkovich. Right, but ha- uh, I saw it when it came out on video, and so that's probably, I don't even know when that movie came out, like 99 or something. So it's been a while. <laughs> but I kind of remember there being some segment of the movie that, has puppets, <laughs> but I don't remember if that's the right movie I'm thinking of or what. But there, there's a lot of like weird, um, like dreamlike imagery and stuff like that in that movie where it gets weird. Um, and I feel like there was some puppet stuff, but I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, I only had a vague idea of what the movie was about and i've probably lost it since the movie came out oh, okay. i had a vague idea of what it was about <laughs> what what <clears throat> if you can give me a vague retelling of your vague remembrances of your vague understanding of what the movie was <laughs> i kind of thought that it was something about like you were witnessing like, like it was people i might be thinking of a different movie here where they were like just watching life through this guy's eyes or something like it was somebody else seeing life through john malkovich or something i don't know i don't know because i I just had a really weird idea of it i i just said oh it's some weird artsy film about perception or something yeah I don't remember what it's about either, so I can't tell you if you're right or wrong. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Now you get to hear you know me rambling about what I thought might have been what right, a film right. I never saw was about. <laughs> right, and yeah, I mean, for the listeners who may know the movie well, um, maybe the, this is entertaining. I don't know because <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And... I I'm, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, mean, I was just I. I, I was just like, oh, I think it's something where they're 
I don't know. I, I think I had an idea of like cameras in the guy's eyes and people watching what the cameras were seeing or something. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure that's totally wrong. But the only thing that I remember is I remember there's a part where they get out of an elevator and the 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 floor is like half and they have to crawl like get on like crab walk or whatever like they have to hunch down to get off the elevator and I remember something with some John Malkovich like paper masks that they put on at some point um I remember a scene where they're like in some sort of ballroom and there's like a hundred John Malkoviches or something. Okay. These are vague memories. And so I don't even know if they're from the movie or if they're just things I made up or movies that I've combined with this in my head. I don't know. So, and you don't know. So that's that's (laughs) doing better than me. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know. I got some. Yeah weird notion that didn't go anywhere <laughs> so i don't know i don't know if he wants us to do it or what i don't know if we're if if you're open to doing it um i don't i don't um, <laughs> i guess we'll jot it down and consider it <laughs> yeah, we'll uh put it up for debate in the uh the podcast senate and see where it goes oh yeah there you go <laughs> got to get enough votes to get it through <laughs> two-thirds majority <laughs> it's gonna be hard with two people yeah it's, it's a really odd fraction to get out of two people <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get outside of ourselves so then we have extra votes you know like yeah. you know the out-of-body experience vote right it's because because yeah, we can't have more than that. It's got to be specifically two thirds. Like, yeah, yeah. More than two thirds want it. It's it's still no go. <laughs> we got to have exactly two thirds of the two people. Yeah. Well, we'd have to get it too. I don't. I don't have it or anything. So I imagine that's one that's around. I imagine it's around as well. I, I, I mean, I somehow don't think of that as going to be something rare and difficult to track down. I doubt it. I doubt it. Because that was kind of a big thing when it came out. Yeah, it was a big indie movie, yeah. If if it's a DVD, it would definitely be a round. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a round DVD. Yeah. As opposed to those square ones, they don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I had a rectangle VHS at some point that somebody gave me, and they're like, here, you like weird movies? And I was just like, oh, okay. (laughs) I gave it to the thrift store. Uh, um so well, if, you, if you'd kept it we'd uh, uh yeah we, yeah we could at least have the vhs could watch the vhs of it yeah hmm do you have any other thunderous uh thoughts about the john thundering malkovich. swords <laughs> <Or> john malkovich <laughs> in general yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, I don't know. And there was that that old guy in the mountains was kind of a another just randomly thrown in detail like oh well where did this guy come from? It's, the guy that just yeah pops yeah, up and the, saves the day. Yeah, he's just like hey, guess what? I'm a dude doing stuff. Like oh okay, yeah. like hi. <laughs> like, like, he like, does just pop up and then yeah. 
and then he leaves and then he pops up again later he's just you know one of these uh rambling man yeah. <laughs> just going around just helping involved. out yeah <laughs> <laughs> doing his thing he was off helping another random village with their magical sword problem and yeah you know yeah he seemed pretty uh knowledgeable about these things so yeah apparently he's somebody yeah couldn't tell you who but <laughs> he's, he's somebody <laughs> kind of showed up and yeah it was kind of goofy of the the villain guy just like lops his leg on just oh like, that was he, fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> he's just like all right i don't know you shit anymore like, <laughs> bye like what <laughs> <laughs> that's a like that's it's so fucking weird like <laughs> and awesome at the same and time he's just so calm about it too just like yeah. fine <laughs> asshole <laughs> just chops his whole fucking leg off <laughs> we're even <laughs> and i mean that's one hell of a sword he just likes yeah just <laughs> <laughs> a little flick of the wrist and yeah. bam. Adios leg. And, and we never see what his dad thinks of all that. Like, I mean, he's just, you know, his dad's just wandered off already. So you never see, like, <laughs> like who knows what his reaction is going to be when he, like, hops up to him on the one leg. And yeah. he's like, hey, dad, I had to go and chop my leg off. And he's like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, he better get that, that stump looked at, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's going to be <laughs> bleeding out there. Gaping fucking wound. <laughs> Maybe, uh, did he cut himself with the the the, the thundering sword? Maybe it uh, has some sort of cauterization. Like <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's, Maybe it's thundering. The, uh, yeah, the, the thundering quiver of the blade. Like, uh, you know, it's so swift that you know it doesn't even bleed it's just like it doesn't even know that it's uh cut yet i don't know yeah maybe <laughs> just he just he hadn't felt the pain yet so he was yeah. fine for that yeah you see like it wasn't that big of a deal yeah a minute later go oh god <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was fun <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at the same time, as, as much as just weird shit was just popping out all over in the movie, it was like that kind of is what makes it fun. That it's just oh like, for sure, yeah. Like oh here's here's something else weird. Well, all right, <laughs> like just yeah for sure. That's that's the the greatness of Hong Kong. <laughs> they they have uh, a lot of weird stuff like that. It just pops up. Just roll with it. It's fun. Yeah. And now I'm wondering if there's this connection here of the the one armed guy who was the leader of this temple, yeah, calm, peaceful people, and and now you've got the the villain guy at the end is now one legged guy, yeah. Now, now we've got this parallel going on. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure you can put some master thesis of uh, literary development going on there. I don't know beyond me but it just just suddenly dawned on me this uh similarity there see you went to some sort of grand literary idea <laughs> and my immediate thought was like the one-armed guy is going to fight the one-legged guy <laughs> and like <laughs> how would that go down 
Uh, that 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 would be an interesting fight. Yeah, yeah. let's. Uh, take well, that because on. he's one legged, but he's still a very skilled uh, fighter in a wuxia world. So theoretically, he could still uh, fly or or at this time jump. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, one leg, you can't jump as high, though, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. You can still uh, swing swords around. Yeah, yeah. He's still got two two, bo- two, two good arms. Two, two arms, yeah, but he's not balanced, so he'd have to work on his balance. Yeah, do some little balance training. Yeah, to retrain the... Because uh, that's like, like in One-Armed Swordsman, he, he cuts... He gets his uh, his sword arm cut off, and then he's like, I'm useless. I just have a left hand that can't do anything. And they're mm-hmm. like, no, you got to train the shit out of your left hand. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's got one leg. Now he's got to train the shit out of, that, out of that leg so that it does the job of two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we'll be doing backflips in no time. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a movie I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. I love how the the one armed guy, um, the the leader of the clan, played by the great Tian Fang, who's in most Hong Kong movies from this era until the mid eighties. <laughs> <laughs> like he's in fucking everything. Um, when we first see him. He emerges from a closet. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, was it a closet? I don't remember it being a closet. But well, it was like a little enclosed thing that looked yeah, like he a closet. Was, he was in some something. I don't some know, kind I don't of know a, what he was in. But a, a I, I thought it was a cave, but I don't know. No, it was like it had wooden doors, and it was like this little wooden uh, box sort of thing that was standing up. Yeah. And he the doors flipped open and there he was yeah uh, i i liked the commentary and i was like oh why has he got white hair now like he went in there like <laughs> yeah he went in there normal and maybe so he I... had both arms when he went in there <laughs> maybe <laughs> I, I like this idea that he's actually like this young guy but yeah he, he just aged so bad trying to figure <laughs> out a solution to this sword of destruction yeah he's been in there for three months I mean, that was a long, you know, I mean, it's not long enough to make your hair go white, but if you're doing this sort of high level, uh, wuxia level thinking where you really are doing some mental Kung Fu. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to figure out the problem. Yeah. All that stuff is great. And that's how like, as the special effects sort of catch up to their imagination, that's when you get like the movies just keep getting more and more fun because they're able to do more and more. And I find Hong Kong to have this wild, unlimited (laughs) source of imagination. They just come up with some amazing shit all the time. Like, (laughs) I mean, 99% of the time. And so it's just like, wow, it's so cool. Always something new. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and I've 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 seen a lot of them, and I'm still surprised. <laughs> like <laughs> just about every movie, like oh shit, look at that. 
it's impressive. I mean, maybe my bar has just been <laughs> lowered to the point where anything is impressive. I don't know. I'm a little... Um, Damn you, Hollywood. Why did you do that? No, it wouldn't wouldn't be Hollywood so much as it is just my... The way that I am now. Like, mm-hmm. um, like I just... I, I don't know. I, I only watch movies that I even want to like, so... <laughs> for the most part, so... So I just, I'm very open and like uh, I live a very high stress life. So like I I escape into the movies and like yeah. I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Give it to me. And then uh, for the most part, they are all uh, very engaging and and fun. That's where I got into the, the comedy specifically because it was just like, yeah, I just need some wacky ass shit <laughs> to <laughs> fill my head with. <laughs> well, there you go. Get yeah, some wacky ass uh, vampires hopping around. Yeah, yeah. Can't get up the stairs. Need need some help. <laughs> you know, I had a thought about that while I was watching this movie about the vampires. Um, there's a part a part where they show the front of the the house or whatever where the good guys live and the one-armed guy goes in and somebody else follows him and they show the the main doorway and it's got a big like wooden beam um like where the threshold is basically so they have to step over it hmm. and when I was a teenager, I visited a, a Buddhist temple that that was uh, the oldest Buddhist temple in California hmm. um, called the Joss House in Northern California. And there I learned that there's like a path. There's the path to enter the temple is like windy hmm. and they have a couple of bridges that are the curved sort of standard chinese bridges mm-hmm. that are like arch bridges right. and they told us that the reason for the path and the curved bridges and all that stuff is because the spirits go in straight lines and so they it it stops spirits from like they can't cross the the bridge they can't go on the thing hmm. and so then i don't remember anything about the threshold but i i don't remember but anyway i was thinking if a hopping vampire came up to that threshold, he couldn't jump over it. Hmm. So I wondered if it was something like that where where they have, you know, built into the house a thing where, like, well, we're safe from the vampires. Maybe. There you go. Yeah, I don't know. Just little things that I think of sometimes. Yeah. I don't know if they're true. I don't know if they're not. I could look them up, but takes effort and stuff lots of fun and i I like the mystery (laughs) i like the mystery yeah i don't know anything else about this shaw brothers movie um there was something you were saying before when we when we were first talking about the movies uh the singing oh yeah yeah we didn't talk about the songs yeah because there there are a couple there are a few yeah and they're there. They're songs. I they're think. there. They're songs. <laughs> yes. They, um, for me, in the past, 
I didn't care for the songs because I was coming at it from the standpoint of there should be fights, not songs. <laughs> and also at that time when I was watching these movies at the very beginning, I wasn't really 100% on board with Wuxia. I know it seems weird because I'm super on board now, mm. but all watching all of those early 60s movies really like really uh, endeared Wuxia to me. Mm. And because when I was younger, I was all about the realistic stuff. I didn't want to see any wires. I didn't like when they used wires in fights. I wanted, it was all about like the reality and the danger of Hong Kong movies and specifically like the Jackie Chan stuff where it's, it's, it's almost entirely like, wow, this guy is doing amazing shit and there's mm -hmm. no stuntman and there's no nothing. It's just him and it was amazing. And right. so I didn't like the fantasy stuff as much. There were still movies that were fucking amazing. Like Tai Chi Master is a, one of the movies that you have to see at some point. Um, and Zoo Warriors. <laughs> uh, that's another one. But um, outside of a couple of little instances, I was very focused on the reality. And then watching all these early ones, eventually I started to warm up to them. Um, so now coming back to this, with the firm love of Wuxia, and I've seen some actual Huang Mei operas, which is the the genre that mm -hmm. that this sprung from. There's opera, Chinese opera in general is like it's all like regional based, and there's all these different types of opera and and mm -hmm. things like that. But the Huang Mei opera, uh, Plum Blossom opera, <laughs> is what. It's it's uh, basically a movie style opera that only existed like for these years that Shaw Brothers was producing them, from what I understand. That's wrong. Uh, anyway, I've seen those. I love them. Now I watch this movie, and the songs they didn't bother me at all. Uh, they were just they were there, and I was just like, oh wow, this song is here. <laughs> it, it it's and it and surprisingly it's not it doesn't really feel like the songs in the Huangmei operas it just it feels like its own thing and uh, I don't know I was surprised and maybe it's just this movie or something but it was just uh I don't know I didn't mind them how did you feel about the songs um no they did they didn't bug me I mean, and that's like usually like I don't really care for musicals like I just as a genre like yeah I just... well i should show you some good musicals then. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's like people that go like, oh yeah, the disney movie like the in some disney movie that i watched as a kid and they're like oh you remember the songs I'm like i don't remember shit about those songs uh, i didn't pay attention to you know it's like any the disney movies we got you know <laughs> go some real deal musicals i don't know there's some good ones i think the only like real deal musical I, I actually watched was like Moulin Rouge, which ah fuck that shit. That's not <laughs> that's some bullshit. Is what that is. No, no, no. Like no, <laughs> I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> Jesus, just, just I, I'm just I never... forgot that movie fucking existed, and now I have to think about that fucking piece of shit. 
Oh my I, I'm sorry. No, like real musical fucking, I don't know, singing in the rain. Yeah, it's just I've fucking, I don't know, man. That, that's never really appealed to me. You got to watch Singing in the Rain, though. Singing in the Rain is one of the greatest movies ever made. It's fucking awesome. You're looking at me like you don't, you're not convinced. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, I, it's I, true. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hyped for the musical. Yeah. It makes sense to me, though, that you wouldn't be hyped for the musical because you're also, like, not super, super into music. Right, just in general. Yeah, it's just in not general. Something so, like, that I really yeah. go for very much. I mean, but I feel like there's got to be a musical out there that would appeal. Singing in the Rain is my go to, usually. But um, I don't know. I'd have to think of some others. There's there's probably some weird, like, subversive ones that might be fun. I mean, Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I don't think that's, like, a super great Yeah, yeah, great I guess movie. that was a that was a musical. Yeah. yeah, it's very much a musical. Yeah, that, that one had slipped my mind. And you saw that one? Yeah, I, I have seen that All one. Right. Yeah. So, oddly enough, I grew up with one of the songs on it, on a album of uh, music that i had as a kid oh okay on, on cassette and i had no idea <laughs> just that a, it was from a, this a kid's movie. album <laughs> so it was a <laughs> time warp and oh okay so i i grew up with that song oh okay a, a very much just as a song yeah not yeah as uh so i had no imagery to go with it i just knew yeah. it was a song and when i watched the movie i'm like oh hey it's this song holy crap <laughs> <laughs> that's funny and wow. it was kind of yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to see that just because it has it had like all the song that I had as a kid always it had all the little sound effects from the movie that are going on because it was just that the oh, audio okay. of that scene it was just the, okay. just as a just there on a cassette tape to listen to wow. it. so it was like so it had all these weird little like, <laughs> like oh that, that's what that sound is yeah, like I had no idea what was going on in this song and now I know <laughs> what it is like. <laughs> Oh, cool. Like, now I know why there's this old man just singing, it's a jump to the left. <laughs> just like, oh, there's this whole scene where he, like, pulls down a little chart. Like, I had no idea. It's yeah. Just, I just, uh, here's a song, and some random old man cuts in and says something. And <laughs> Oh, well, that's fun. So, it was, that that was an interesting little moment for. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, the, the songs in this didn't. Uh, phase me it just felt like a natural flow of uh what was going on like, yeah i yeah they, i would agree they they feel like uh like they belong they don't feel out of place really at all yeah and aside from the little song and dance routine the guy does with his sword there carving or perhaps reading the letters in the mountain yeah um like i don't it didn't feel like they were being performed by the actors no that's like they were it was just like it was just like this is the music of this scene that you're seeing right of her walk like riding through the forest and and kind of dreaming about this guy and there's this song that's expressing the emotions of it and right and that's that's the way that most of the songs in in these wuxia movies are they're they're not musical performances they are like the songs about their internal struggles and stuff like that um my my go-to is there's always like a guy walking up to a mountain and he's like 
can I do it? <laughs> I don't know if I have what it takes or some shit like that. And not like that because that's like a real musical, but um, just in his head as he looks up, you know, they're singing about whatever he's thinking. And uh, but yeah, th- there's one one song that that Cheng Pepe actually is like. You see her, whether she's actually singing or not, I don't know, but mm-hmm. she's uh, at least mouthing words and like the character is supposed to be singing at that moment. But uh, everything else, yeah, it's just uh, in the heads. Yeah, I, w- I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't bother me. Yeah, and it, it's it's oddly kind of similar to the way songs like that will work in an anime from time to time. They oh, will okay. Throw throw an a song over it. Um, Five Centimeters did that with that ending little. Yeah, segment. yeah. It's, it's kind of similar to that, where there'll just be this montage of stuff, and you just get a song that kind of encapsulates the mood. Yeah. So maybe if I watch that movie again. I'll react better to the song because I remember when the song came on, I was just like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? You're going to end like this? Come on. <laughs> and so, yeah, maybe if I if I knew what yeah. was going but, on or something. But occasionally know. anime will do that, just throw in a, a song during some segment of yeah. emotional. Uh, it makes sense. Respite or something. I don't know. I don't know why like it didn't, make sense to me before when i was watching them but i don't know i mean i'd have to go back and talk to 2010 will <laughs> see what the heck yeah. he was doing what are you thinking i don't know sometimes when i read the reviews from back then i'm just like man who the fuck was this guy <laughs> man i don't like i don't even remember thinking this about the movie i remember thinking it was pretty good like wow I, huh and then sometimes uh old will got it right and I, oh yeah this is exactly yeah. Right on. <laughs> do you ever read your older stuff that you um, wrote? Sometimes, like usually, I'll do it. Like if I'm watching that movie again, I'll like yeah. go back and read the re- the review of it. Yeah, there's that's when I do that it I've, too. Yeah, there's there's a few that I've gone back and looked at and been like, oh, and some sometimes there's some shifting of opinion, but uh, usually not too drastic. Sometimes it'll, unless it's something that I just didn't get the first time yeah. through or something. I find that I go drastic a lot of times. Hmm. I just, I don't know. Some about, I don't know. Sometimes things don't rub me the right way initially or I'm in the wrong mood or something. And then hmm. it just all like clicks at yeah. some point in the future. Yeah, I've, I've had a few where it's just like, oh, like that bugged me a lot back then and it just doesn't bug me now where it's just, yeah. it's not like i don't like it's not like oh what why did that bug me before it's just like oh i've just accepted that that's a part of it and yeah, yeah. just moved on not like <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah it's there whatever like just... do you think you would be that way with cg in some animes i think a lot of that has been cuz for the most part, before I started writing the reviews, I was just avoiding that shit like the plague. Mm, and, okay. and for the so a lot of the newer stuff that I've watched has been uh, for the site or since then, and just so it's kind of. Uh, I know a lot of my earlier reviews, I was really like, "Fuck, CG. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, And now I've just been like, "Fuck it, it's there. I can't right, do, yeah. like and just." I don't know. 
because there was something you mentioned with five centimeters uh-huh. that there's a lot of CG in that. There is, yeah, and it's it's not like I wouldn't say that it's obvious. I mean, it's well integrated and everything. It's yeah, well done, but it's it is like everywhere in that movie right and i was and i don't think i quite had any articulated uh thoughts on that because I, I was trying to think through and later kind of like thinking okay but one of the thing and is that i wouldn't say there's a lot of cg in it i would say it is entirely cg Ooh. i don't think there's anything Ooh. in that movie that's not cg okay and you don't think there's any hand-drawn anything? Nothing that actually made it into what you're finally looking at. I think if there's anything that was hand-drawn, it was like rough yeah, uh, and put into a computer and cleaned up to a degree that nothing you're actually seeing anymore wasn't done on a computer or manipulated so yeah, heavily no, through a computer. It's definitely all like digitally, digitally manipulated, but I don't know. Like When I say hand-drawn... I don't mean like pencil on a paper necessarily. Yeah, like, I mean it could still be because it's probably like digitally. Yeah, I, I, they probably are doing something like a Wacom tablet yeah. or something like that, or, or drawing it with them. I, I can't imagine a mouse drawing, but I mean, I get probably not. Probably I, I imagine not. it's more, more of the like <laughs> stylus a on a MS touch Paint, screen. yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> mouse drawings. No, I, I imagine they're man. Probably... They cleaned the shit up. <laughs> they really <laughs> cleaned that up with MS Paint. <laughs> wow, that's a that's I'm I'm. I have a whole new level of respect for Makoto Shinkai if he's starting in MS Paint. <laughs> yeah, that, like all his movies programmed in MS Paint. Yeah, <laughs> like, Jesus. Crap, little logo comes up at the end. <laughs> Just coloring with the paint bucket. <laughs> but I mean, and you say that and that's actually almost what it is. I saw I was watching it was one of the extra and I think it was the five centimeters one yeah where they were they were showing this screen and it's like it's just the like a base the basic line art of it and the guy's like oh well now we're coloring and he just moves the mouse clicks on it and boom now she's wearing a red shirt and boom now it's a different color and i was just like oh holy crap like that oh, was there we go. that was such a like a disheartening moment for me to see yeah. that just like oh i didn't want to know that right like, <laughs> i mean it makes sense but but yeah i I have uh, visions in my head of like I watched when I was a kid. I used to watch a lot of Disney stuff, and I used to watch documentaries on like how they made Disney movies. And I just remember them like painting, hand painting cells and stuff, and like yeah, showing the yeah. layering of uh, specifically on Seven uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where they were showing the layering and stuff. And so, like, whenever I think of <laughs> coloring animation that's what comes in my head yeah and, and that was that bucket. was pretty much i think the first thing to go in in terms of that of, yeah i mean it makes sense it makes sense but it and, is kind of sad yeah and i mean to give an idea on time i guess like there's excel saga actually made jokes about this or in one episode okay and, when and that was 99 i think is about when that show came out all right. And one of the episodes, this being a, a comedy, was so one of the absurd Japanese comedies. Okay. One of the char- like this character had this obsession with this anime show and, and she was like all in love with it and she was collecting um the color key sheets, which oh, okay. is where they would draw the basis for the cell animation where they would 
they would have lines that you would then know to color differently. So that, and okay, uh, if you see them, they look really weird. They're drawn really weird because they're just meant to be a distinction for the animator to look at and say, okay, this car- part is where we're coloring a different color. And that color shift might be a, a subtle shift because it's just shading, but it's really pronounced in the huh okay in the, in the actual artwork because they're trying to say hey color yeah. this different you Do use this. this other even if that other color is just a couple shades off so it's hmm. it's usually very stark stark blue and red bright color lines everywhere and nothing actually filled in or maybe just scribbled just oh, okay to, and so it's it doesn't it's clearly unfinished and yeah. so she's collecting all of these from this show she loves and then she's talking to the main characters and they're like um we, nobody does that anymore <laughs> like it's it's like everything's done digitally and it's like see and it zooms in on the main character until it's pixelated oh wow <laughs> and like see everything's done digitally now no nobody touches this shit anymore that's a fake you're just getting like <laughs> duped by some asshole who's oh. taking your money and that's 99 yeah, or like yeah. late 90s or something and then, so it's like the industry has just moved on as, as sad as that makes me. And it's just kind of like anything from uh, the millennium onward, I just kind of accept yeah. is going to be uh, basically a computer animation of yeah. some form. And where it bugs me, I guess, is when it's um, just super contrasted in bad ways like you've got 3d polygon objects in a 2d environment and you're just like what the hell are you doing like it just looks like shit and so i've I've just come to terms with the fact that if they're doing it right if they're doing it well integrated to the point where the effects look like they belong in the environment that they're in yeah i kind of just accept it and don't really care much about it anymore and that I think would be my big uh, evolution of of being on the site and doing these reviews is just coming to grips with that and just <laughs> accepting that that is the reality of modern anime. Yeah. And well, and you uh, you must have uh, at least subconsciously uh, decided that you would uh, attempt to look at these these newer things because you know i didn't give you any guidelines like right right no you're gonna like, get yeah. used to cg you know so <laughs> i was just like eh, i should be hitting uh, and some of it was just availability from yeah the stuff i was just getting from netflix and i just scroll through the netflix thing oh throw this on the list yeah and, yeah or just random things that would be around and but but i do have to say it it always brings a smile on my face when I watch something older and I can just see that graininess, yeah. that like that film grain quality <laughs> to the animation, and I just know, oh, this is pre digital. Yes, <laughs> like, I don't care if the animation is shit. It's like this pre digital stuff that it, yeah. it, it it just looks right to me right, in, in right. a way that things that. If I've been watching a lot of newer stuff and I go back to something old, I'd be like, oh, yes, this feels so right. Like, yeah, what is this? no, I like... know that feeling for sure, yeah. All the modern movies are all digitally color graded now, and it all it has a very distinct look that I fucking hate. Mm. <laughs> it's just everything looks too colorful and saturated, and like I just I fucking hate it. And so whenever I see a movie that's not like that, it's like, oh, thank you. 
I mean, I don't watch a lot of modern movies, so it's probably more like whenever I do watch a modern movie, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's always very obvious, and it's just, ugh, I hate it. It doesn't look right to me. Nobody else cares, but because <laughs> every 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 movie does it. I don't think anybody does actual like what are the photochemical grading that they used to do. Mm, yeah, you used to have to wait for a good sky. Now they just like oh. recolor it digitally right. or or reinsert a different shot or whatever. Fucking digital. I mean. You know, it gives you good stuff that you couldn't have otherwise, such as, I don't know, whatever <laughs> <laughs> whatever new movies that are good. Um, Pacific Rim, that's a newish movie that was fun. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. His new movie's coming out. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Shape of Water. It's something about some kind of uh, love story with a creature from the Black Lagoon, sort of, oh. and a human. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else is it going to fall in love with? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, Every, everything falls in love with humans. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like a Little Mermaid thing where it becomes a guy and then they he, he's still, or like Splash where she's a, a mermaid, but then she becomes a woman which i guess is just little mermaid but she's not little <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anyway i don't know anything about it. i didn't watch the trailer or anything so i just have these vague sort of ideas <laughs> of what it's about huh. but that's supposed to come out pretty soon um hmm. all right well i don't know anything else uh Rattling around. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that about covers it. I guess. Yeah, yeah I can't think of anything. Um, just uh, takeaways. Uh, you, uh, I, I had fun with it. it had was, fun uh, with it. You're down for fun more little adventure, more early wushas. Or, yeah, you know? I'm, I'm all on board with that. That's good because this isn't a great one. I wouldn't say so. Um, if you liked this one, then, then the great ones should yeah. Uh, then theoretically, really be it only gets better from here. So. Yeah. Well, it could go down. There's a couple of <laughs> there's, there's a couple of ones. lower level ones, but these are all seven year old remembrances. So maybe those lower level ones are not as lower level as I remember. Right. I did like this one more than I did the first time. So yeah, who knows? Anyway, uh, that's that's good news. I was a little. Mm. A little worried. Um, there were parts where it was just like, oh, man, this is getting so melodramatic. <laughs> I don't know. I could just see Stephen rolling his eyes. <laughs> like, we're waiting for something to happen. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man. This could be rough. I don't know. I'm always worried. I don't know why I'm worried. You're always yeah. like, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was fine. I've... <laughs> <Like, laughs> They've been pretty good movies so far. So yeah, so I, I, at some point, I guess we'll hit one that I'm just like, "Oh, this was shit." But yeah, yeah, we don't know. Maybe it could be uh, next week's. Maybe it could be never yeah. or maybe, a year later. Who maybe, knows? Maybe we'll just keep putting it off until. Uh... <laughs> yeah. 
tune in uh, next week to find out if uh, it's uh, Steven's shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, that's the show. I will say uh, arrivederci and adios. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. I don't know where that came from. But. <laughs> Let's go.